Okay, is the mic working? Is the microphone working? I think it's working. Yeah, it's working. Hello, everybody, to another episode of the Newly Made Podcast. I'm your host, the Keith Meister, a.k.a. Chieftain, a.k.a. any other name you can think of. I haven't said that in a while. It actually kind of feels feels good to do. So just let me move my water a little bit. So today's episode is just another really chill episode. I decided to make another one here. It's kind of, even though I'm going to try uh, making uh, episodes more earlier in the day. Um, so far, this should be one of the last episodes that'll be made at night, practically. It's just normally around this time is when I start settling down and when I'm kind of, you know, in the mood to speak and entertain, if you know what I'm, if you know what I'm saying. Alright, so this episode is kind of going to be me being a nerd a little bit here. Because, um, as everyone already knows, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to video games and game design and things like that, right? You know, so it's like game design in general. It's just something that's uh has been always interesting to me. Especially when you see, like, dev teams put, like, years worth of uh, work into a video game and it just comes out looking like awesome you know some of my uh favorite games are from first person shooter genre like bioshock is a big one i remember when amnesia was really big shout out to anyone who remembers amnesia (laughs) then uh the borderlands games but like one of the most old school ones i remember being like one of my favorites is like duke nukem 3d and the the doom franchise those were like also really awesome games in their own right. Hard as shit when it comes sometimes, but still like really uh really good epic games. Um, I actually just recently installed Quake. If anyone anyone remembers old Quake, uh, I uh, give props to you because like that was like you know because I grew up on like really uh old video games right like uh the SNES, you know, all the way up to the N64 and so forth and so forth. Uh, You know, I played a lot of them for, like, nostalgic reasons. I wasn't born during the 90s, like, when all that shit was out, but I remember uh, as I was growing up, I had opportunities to, um, you know, try some of those consoles out and actually, like, play them. And, oh, dude, it's, it's amazing just how much things develop over the years, you know. Especially, like, in the gaming industry, just how, like, innovative shit has been. You know, it started from simple side-scrollers, or at least that's when, like, they got big. Well, from, like, simple side-scrollers to, um, 3D game design, which is just mind-boggling. Some of the, uh, video game franchises that, uh, really got me into gaming was, uh, I remember, yeah, Wolfenstein 3D, released back in 1992. I remember uh, at a friend's house, where my uh, friend's dad had like an old school DOS PC, and he had like old school uh, first person shooters on it. Like, and that's where, you know, going over to my friend's house and like playing games like uh, Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall, and then uh, all the way up until. Um, yeah, Elder Scrolls Daggerfall, Doom, Wolfenstein 3D, Duke Nukem. Like, oh, dude, like, like, and then I remember, like, Quake being a big one, too. 
Quake is one of those games where it's like it's really fun when you're playing it locally with other people. Like when you have like a really good friend group and you get like a LAN party together. That's when like Quake is like I think at its best. You know, uh, that's why when uh, Quake went on sale, I had to like totally had to like purchase it again because I was just like, dude, that's like. It's one of my favorite uh, game franchises, and it's one of the franchises that uh, got me into kind of like multiplayer games the most. I remember, um, what's that game called again? Uh, it's like a lot of first-person shooters I, I got into, but like, yeah, Doom, Duke Nukem, especially Quake. Is the games that really got me into first-person shooters. I wasn't really big on, like, um, Call of Duty when it came out. Like, I did play Call of Duty a lot. And I think there... Excuse me. And I think there was a lot of games in the... Fr good games in the franchise. But I'm kind of, like, more into that RPG style of um, first-person shooters. Kind of, like, open-world, demons fantasy sci-fi type shit which is why duke nukem doom and quake just like oh and also i'm giving golden eye for the n64 a shout out that's a uh, another really good one <laughs> uh currently i'm actually playing uh uh currently i'm actually playing um quake right now Kind of just the uh, the campaign, and uh, yeah, they had like they had uh, some pretty cool campaigns. It's uh, definitely a really good game. I recommend it to anyone who uh, is really big for like uh, shooters and stuff like that. Quake is definitely a really good one to get into. So I remember, like, uh, even when you're playing, like, multiplayer, like, local multiplayer with friends and stuff like that, like, that's when the game was, like, just, <laughs> it was just unreal. I, I, I can't, I, uh, I always remember those uh, old school uh, land sessions I used to have with some old friends. And we, like, getting, like, Quake and stuff like that, and we just stacked the lobby with all of us for, like, land parties and stuff like that. And it just, like, so at times bonds formed, and at times friendships got ruined because it was just that greasy of a game. Especially, like, when you, uh... It got to the point where we had to, like, disable, uh... One of the weapons in the game, known as the rocket launcher, because basically as soon as you got it, it was just, like, a one-tap instantly, and, like, everyone was getting sick of it, so we had to get rid of it. <laughs> Uh, another great game that, like, really got me into, like, first-person shooters, or at least during, like, the sixth generation when, like, GameCube and PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox was out, was, like, uh, yeah, Doom 3, which I think was really underrated, and then Half-Life 2, which was just, oh, the Half-Life series is, it's a shame there's never gonna be a third game. Steam is just waking, making way too much money off of their PC, uh, distributing platform. But hey, I mean, if I was in Gabe's position, I'd probably do the same thing too. Like, why waste time making uh, new video games when you can just uh, make money off of uh, games being on a PC platform? 
Half, but holy shit, Half Life Two. Fuck, when was that game released? I think it was like released way back in two thousand four. Like that was like fuck. How old was I? Because I was born in two thousand one. Two thousand one, so two, three, four. Yeah, I was like only like two or three years old when that game came out. <laughs> but just because I'm like I'm into really old stuff, you know, because I'm a nostalgia fiend. For uh, history is just something that uh, I'm extremely interested in. And like history of everything in general, you know, when it comes to video games, I like playing like old school video games more because I like, I just find them more enjoy more more enjoyable than uh, the current games now. The state of gaming now is kind of saturated, and honestly, it's uh, <sighs> yeah, it's just it's crazy, man. There's just so much money being made off of microtransactions. It's more online based now. So in order to play video games, you have to play online. Right, which is which sucks, you know, cuz sometimes you can't even play a game unless you have like Xbox or PSN and it's just like ugh, it's just brutal. Absolutely brutal. You know, but that's why it's uh, it's rough because like that's how the gaming industry is making so much money right now. You know, personally, I think microtransactions shouldn't even be legal. Because if you ask me, that bullshit's straight up highway robbery. You know, they're uh, convincing people that uh, oh, if yeah, if you buy spend like a thousand something bucks on cosmetics and stuff like that, you know, it'll enhance the game experience, and it really doesn't. But unfortunately, though, people are foolish enough to spend like thousands of dollars buying cosmetics. So really, they can only blame themselves. Buying cosmetics is something I've, uh, the last time I bought a cosmetic in a video game was years ago, and that was the only one I ever bought. Other than that, like, I'm more into, like, grinding and, you know, working towards something. The, the whole pay-to-win thing is just a waste of time. It just, I think it just takes all the fun out of the experience, and on top of that, like, you're getting ripped off in the process. You know, you spend, like, thousands of dollars on cosmetics and shit, and then you stop playing the game for a certain period of time, and then it, or you uninstall it, and then it's completely useless. You know, you're not getting that money back. And a lot of those companies are pretty stingy when it comes to refunds, too, which is an even bigger problem. It's crazy to think about. You know, it really is crazy to think about. You know, how the gaming industry is just... Because I remember that uh, anyone who's big into gaming knows the incident with CD Projekt Red for this uh, video game called Cyberpunk. Because for me, I'm no fool, right? I'm no fool. Until the un Unless it's actually what they say it is, you know, I don't... Uh, I just take it with a grain of salt. I remember everybody was hyped for Cyberpunk, but I was thinking to myself, I was like, no, nah, they're probably just going to pull a fast one and rip the wall out of people's eyes, you know, which is what they did. CD Projekt Red, who uh, are famous for uh, pretty, uh, you know, uh, good video games. Uh, the biggest one I can think of is uh, the, the Witcher series. 
which The Witcher 1, 2, and 3 are just absolutely amazing video games, and they had really talented developing te uh, dev teams at uh, CD Projekt Red when it comes to that series. So long story short, Cyberpunk was supposed to be this uh, revolutionary, state-of-the-art video game that was supposed to just change things in general, right? In terms of, like, uh, how virtual uh, gameplay goes. You know, NPCs had uh, better reaction times. It was supposed to be, like, uh, a more immersive virtual world, right? And for years, right, they were just hyping this game up with uh, CGI commercials and, like, all this other stuff. And then finally, when the game was set to release, day one, just big heaps of problems happened, especially for last-gen games, and especially for the new-gen games, too. And the game just absolutely ended up being uh, atrocious. It was a buggy, glitchy mess at times. It was unplayable. Pretty sure the game got taken off the PlayStation Store because of how bad it is. And then uh, CD Projekt Red was forced to give people refunds for the game. And it was just bad all around. It was just bad all around. There is there is no way they were going to get away with that too. Right? And But yeah, and then a bunch of people got ripped off. The game ended up being a huge, complete, utter failure. Which is just sad because, you know, it's CD Projekt Red. You know, they're uh, a gaming company that, you know, many people love and adore. Even I did at one point because I was a huge fan of the Witcher series. And then it just shows how greedy um, companies are getting now. You know, because there's so much money in the industry now that, you know, companies and even dev teams don't really put, like, a lot of hard work into the craft. You know, they just half-ass something and then release it on the market knowing people will buy it. And then that's basically how it works, which is unfortunate. You know, there's not really a lot of passion. It's more like for profit now. Which, you know, you can say that the gaming industry has always been like that. But like way back when like the original Xbox and all that stuff came out. You know, it was different. You know, cause that's when they actually had, like, awesome, memorable games. Now there's not really a lot of them. I'm just stuck to playing all the old games again. Just because I just think they're better. Yeah, I know, being a nerd. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not the only one. I know there's other nerds out there that like talking about video games. I like talking about different varieties of things. Like uh, last episode, I was talking a little bit of history, right? And uh, the history pointed towards uh, one of the greatest athletes on the face of the earth, whose name was uh, Muhammad Ali. If anyone's uh, interested in that, uh, it's my last episode. Yeah, uh, I totally forget, like, even, but, like, back to what I was mentioning, Quake, earlier. 
the Quake series I always thought was good, but like Quake One has always been my favorite, just because at the time it was definitely in terms of like uh, design, it was really a, and to this day it really still is a really uh, unique game. I think. Or at least I think so. It's definitely still pretty interesting multiplayer wise. Like when I play online multiplayer, it's it gets pretty toxic. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think some online games in general can just be really toxic. Have you ever had like things happen where uh, you're playing like an online game? And then you just get ragged on by a group of five-year-olds. It's rough. It's rough. That's why, like, I've I've been okay at online games. Like, from a competitive level, you know, I think I do pretty average. Every now and then I kind of have a hot streak, and then that's about it. But the majority of the time, I always just stick with single-player games. Just because, to me, they're more enjoyable. Plus, I like nerding out over the... Uh, design and it's just it, it just suckers me into it right like i keep talking about quake right i just quake i just think is just generally that like uh good of a game especially like with the new remaster that just came out it's cool like they got a lot of uh different uh styles and like different um options for visuals and like uh, mechanics and stuff like that and they gives the game more uh, depth I think which is uh pretty cool they even got like this old uh Quake 64 mode where you can play with like uh, low resolution I play it just cause it's like for nostalgic reasons cause it reminds me of like the N64 and stuff like that which is like one of my favorite uh consoles hands down if anyone remembers the N64, I remember uh, back when uh, my uh, grandma and grandpa and everyone lived up in the hills. The N64 was actually one of the first consoles I remember uh, getting into. So we had like all kinds of like me and my cousins and everyone would like always play on the N64. Right, and it was pretty cool. I remember like Super Smash Bros, which is a big one. Ocarina of Time, which was like still one of my my old all-time favorite game ever it's ocarina of time hands down it's just it's, it's just that much of a masterpiece to me even though the game hasn't like aged well on the n64 that's why i recommend uh an emulator if you do end up getting it because that's why i use like normally when i'm playing games like old school games like that i use emulators which is pretty, pretty freaking cool, man. <laughs> but yeah, fucking like GoldenEye 64. Oh yeah, I mentioned that earlier. That's a classic for sure. And then, oh, yeah, Ocarina of Time. I remember Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Fuck. I do not recommend that game for uh, anyone under uh, 10 years old. But it's still a classic. If anyone remembers Conquer's Bad Fur Day, I applaud you. That's just... That is like... Just nostalgic. Just oh amazing bro. Just absolutely amazing.
just absolutely amazing. And then the South Park games too, Diddy Kong Racing. That, there's just like so many classics, man. So many classics, bro. It's definitely amazing how far things have come, especially in terms of uh, technology. Personally, I think even in terms of technology uh, as human beings, I think we, we're pretty advanced now, but I, I uh, believe that uh, we should be more advanced than we really are now, if you know what I mean. Right. Because, you know, over history, because of, like, business reasons and, like, money reasons, right, a lot of innovations, you know, were scrapped, you know, just because a lot of revolutionary stuff would take a lot of other businesses out, right, like the electric car. The electric car should have happened, like, we should have, electric cars should be kind of the normal thing now, you know, because they had electric cars out for a while, you know, but unfortunately, it's just the oil companies, you know, that's they're making so much money off of gas and fuel, right? So they want to keep uh, vehicles running on gas and fuel as, as long as they can so they can keep uh, making billions of dollars, right? Because there's more money in that than finding an alternative energy source, fuel source, you know, because electric car would put shit like that out of business, right? And unfortunately, that's what a lot of like those big businesses don't want, which is unfortunate. It's too much greed, too much greed floating around. I'm pro electric car, dude. Elon Musk has got the right idea. I don't know all about that colonizing on Mars stuff, even though I am interested in that. I think it's a cool idea. You know, I do believe that's a cool idea, but I, the the electric car, though, man, like, oh, the electric car is where it's at, man. I remember, like, uh, one of my coworkers at my uh, old job, she had uh, an, an electric car, like a Tesla, and I'm just like, bro, well, excuse me, thing just, like, runs so silently. And it's just an amazing vehicle, man. An absolutely astonishing vehicle. It just, it just screams with integrity, man. <laughs> you know, I, that's why I hope uh, in the future that we move more towards that direction. You know, because I'm not going to lie, all this stuff about oil and fuel and shit like that, we shouldn't really be using stuff like that, especially now. You know, that's why I think the Tesla is a more uh, better alternative way, especially for, like, clean energy. Moving in a direction like that would be more healthy for the environment, but I think it would also be more um, beneficial to people, if you know what I mean. No, because personally, I think that's the way things should be, you know, but... 
there's always going to be people who stand against it, and there's always going to be people who are fighting for it, unfortunately. You know, because at the end of the day, I don't think it matters who's right or wrong. What matters is, um, it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. I think it only matters of what's right and what's wrong. You know, and using oil and all this stuff, at this point, it's kind of the wrong direction to go. You know, because... They say, like, in, uh, like, 50 years, the world's going to be completely drained of fossil fuel, right? And apparently fossil fuel is really important, right? So the fact that they're just draining it and using it to power things, right? Especially knowing that there's alternative power sources to use now. Yeah. But I don't want to go down the deep, dark rabbit hole of greed, Just because uh, otherwise I'll be talking about this all night. <laughs> like, uh, Lao Tzu once said, did I say his name right? Lao's, Lao, Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu once said, you know, a bowl is most useful when it is empty. Right. <laughs> Uh, good night, Dad. Good night, Priscilla. Sorry, I paused there for a sec, but what, what, what was I saying again? Oh yeah, a bowl is most useful when it is empty. I remember reading uh, a book of philosophy that was uh, written by Lao Tzu, and I remember that was one of the things that. Uh, for some reason, I like saying that, right? But I need to look up the meaning towards it. Apparently, it's supposed to be a meaning of self, right? It's funny because, like, every time I'm, like, hanging with some friends and some shit happens and somebody gets pissed off, like, I always say, like, hey, a bowl is most useful when it is empty. And they kind of, like, look at me and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? How about you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> it just makes me laugh because, like... You know, I kind of take that uh, saying as kind of like a th uh, wisdom towards myself, right? And then when I say it to others, sometimes uh, some people are like, that just doesn't make any fucking sense, man. It makes sense to me because I kind of found more meaning behind it in terms of a philosophical standpoint. You know, because I believe, um, you know, what Lao Tzu meant by a, a bowl is most useful when it is empty, right? It's kind of like the bowl of negative energy. You know, because there's so many people who uh, focus on the negatives rather than the positives, right? They look at the negatives, right? And they kind of base their whole day around that. You know, so throughout their entire day, right, they just feel ruined, they feel pissed, they feel upset, right? And it's just... And they just carry on, right? And then they unfortunately project their negativity onto others, and then it's like influence, right? It just spreads like a disease. Right, it just spreads like a disease. And then everyone's like, oh, next thing you know, a shit ton of people are feeling the same way. 
you know, so I kind of, I look at the bowl, you know, kind of as a bowl of self, you know, a bowl of negative or positive energy, right? When the bowl is filled with negative energy, it is useless, you know, because there is nothing good, the, the bowl is, the bowl is not being utilized in a proper way, you know? Kind of like the same thing with like energy, right? You're not utilizing your energy in a in an efficient way, right? You're just focused on the the negative side of things and then you know negative perspective, right? The bowl, you know. Well, if you empty the bowl, you know, just like uh, you empty your mind you know, and clear your mind of all that negative thoughts and negative energy, right? Your mind and your soul and your body become more useful because then you're teaching yourself to be, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You're teaching your body to be more perceptive for more uh, positive energy, right? And therefore, because you are more perceptive, because you've emptied your mind, a.k.a. the bowl, you know, your soul, your mind, your body, just like the bowl, are more useful, right? And the reason why it's more useful is because you're more perceptive for better energy, positive thoughts, right? And positive thinking. You know, and when you have positive thinking, you allow yourself to subject yourself to more uh, useful information because you are no longer thinking of the negatives, right? Because the negatives, unfortunately, is what will eventually hold you back from really accomplishing and uh, realizing your true potential, if you know what I mean, you know? So kind of like my thing about the empty bowl, right? It's like, yeah, it's the bowl of energy, right? If you fill it up with negative energy, the bowl becomes useless. But if you empty the bowl, just like you empty your mind, right, then the bowl is more useful, right? And when it becomes more useful, you uh, ultimately become more perceptive, if that's the right word. Perceptive? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the right word. I'll probably cor correct myself later and then uh, say it in another episode. But... Yeah, that's kind of like my, uh, it's kind of like my, uh, idea of, uh, the bowl that Lao, Lao Tzu talks about. You know, some people are probably going to, like, look at me and, like, is this guy on crack or something? <laughs> Which, if that's the case, then fuck, that's funny. No, so it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what, what's, what's his name? Uh, Quado, I think that's his name, Quado from, uh, Total Recall. I'm not talking about the remake, I'm talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger original. Like, Quado, he's just like, empty your mind. Or open your mind, or like, whatever he says. It's some pretty deep shit, I'm not gonna lie. Like, Quado is like one of those, uh, deep sci-fi characters that, you know, he, uh, he can really just blow your mind. You know, he's, he's like a, an ancient alien on Mars or something like that. So he's just like filled with wisdom. And he's just like, yeah, open your mind. 
And then Yoda from Star Wars, you know, like, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> Which, he's not wrong there, neither. Like, it, it's crazy how, like, I'm not gonna lie, because I'm a pretty deep thinker. So, like, even in sci-fi movies, I always find, for some reason, I, like, go out of my way to find, like, philosophical meanings behind certain shit. And it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> you know, because there is a lot of, like, there's definitely a lot of, uh, deep shit. This door opens nearby. Oh. Uh-oh, that's not good. Fuck, now I'm getting distracted from this game. <laughs> no, it's fucking... It's kind of the... Highlight of my night. Quake. Wisdom. Philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs> no, but... Um, I, uh, I have a really, uh, distinctive, uh, interest in, uh, philosophy. Just because I think philosophy is just, even from a history standpoint, philosophy is just something that's just really fucking cool. It's, uh, really interesting, too. Right? Like, I definitely think a lot of people should get into it. You know, but if people don't want to, then... You know, because it's all about, like, uh, what, you know, you desire most, right? If you desire being a basketball player, fuck, man, be a basketball player. If you desire being a sports commentator, fuck, be a sports commentator. It's all about what you believe is right for you. Right? And if you believe that's what's right for you, then go out and do it, man. Like, what was that thing Shia LaBeouf said? Like, just do it! Fuck, sorry, that's just too many pop culture references on my mind. <laughs> too many pop cultures on his mind, holy shit. Now, this new microphone, though, I'm happy I, uh, got it. It's definitely, uh, definitely works wonders. I think, like, it definitely, like, when I'm talking to my friends, like, the audio is definitely a lot better. Which is something I'm, uh, extremely happy about. The A10s are actually, uh, a good brand, too. You know, the majority of the time, they last a while. And also, like, the warranty, you always got to get a warranty. Fuck this thing. I hate those fucking big beasts on Quake. They can just fucking get really annoying. You need a gold key. Oh, yeah, back when first-person shooters required a lot of key hunting. <laughs> Fuck. Rot key hunting dun 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 Oh shit. Aha, I made it right through. 
golden key yet. Fuck. And my health just got drained. That is not good. Fuck, man, like, you can't even, like, run through that thing as soon as you get, like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of have to just get right up to the spikes and, like, fuck, and I just killed myself, wow. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. I think I know where to go this time. Grab that. Kill this guy. And he's dead. He gone. I can't believe it. He gone. <laughs> but you know what? I hope everyone's having a good night. Not gonna lie, it was actually a pretty nice day today in Kamloops. You know, don't you, um, I think like my favorite type of weather is, uh, you know, and the, during the day it's, you know, not too hot, you know, it's just, you know, it's a little warm, kind of like lukewarm, you know, like coffee. You know, it's kind of a little lukewarm, you know, you can wear like a sweater in the afternoon and a pair of shorts, you know, and feel just warm. And then at night, it's got a nice, cool breeze. Shit like that, I really like. That's actually kind of like what today's been like, which is awesome. And that's the way it needs to be. Because I think just weather like, weather like that, it also, uh, I find, it brings better moods. Not, I'm actually not gonna lie. I once had a friend who was like, he just loved the rain so much when it was like thunder and uh, lightning. That was like his favorite time. He was like, yeah, thunder and lightning. And I'm just like, you like thunder and lightning? I'm not gonna lie, a cool storm is awesome. Like, uh, if it's like a really nice, like coming down hard storm, I can appreciate something like that. Just because something like that is is epic. Remember, like, uh, one of my old jobs that I worked for, I worked for a contractor, and basically we just tore up flooring and laid down some lino, is what he called it. It was actually not a bad gig for a while. But yeah, we had a a gig in a a beautiful little town called Clearwater, and it was actually not too bad. Crazy thing though is like one night we were just chilling on the balcony, just relaxing, doing our thing. Cause we uh he uh, got us a hotel to stay in, and it just started coming down hard, bro. And it was just like all of a sudden it just rolled in like. Poof. 
and you're just sleeping, and then you just hear it outside, and it was actually kind of, it was actually really calm and relaxing, I'm not going to lie. It had a distinctive vibe to it, which is uh, something that I found really unique. Shit, and I almost died there. Fuck it. Fuck. Wow. These rocket launchers are lame, bro. If only you guys are seeing what I'm seeing right now. This is just brutal. Oh, fuck it. I'll just end this session right here. I can just continue it another time. Forty one minutes in, sweet. Fuck. Shit, I got the burps really bad. That's not good. <laughs> It's like, what? You got the burps? That's not good, man. That's not good at all. There's a lot of things that are definitely not good. And uh, I don't uh, recommend belching really loud. That's just... But sometimes, man, you just, like you just can't help it if it's especially like a one that's like building up like a WWE storyline, you know, like all these years later, and it just comes in like that, bro. Like you, like you, you just can't help but do it, man. You just can't help but just do it, man. <laughs> you just can't help but do it. Fuck, now I'm kind of thinking about the bowl now. <laughs> Guys, like, stop thinking about the bull. Why do you gotta think about the bull? I don't know. I hope that somebody found meaning in that. I don't know. I think, like, yeah, there's a. I think that there's like a, a meaning behind the the empty bull. It's like from a philosophical standpoint, there's definitely some uh, some meaning. You just, I think it's more or less just find a, trying to find like meaning within yourself type thing. Well, what time is it now? 10.37. Yeah, I think this is where I'm going to end this episode. Uh, once again, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, always, I always appreciate um, all my listeners who take the time to, you know, watch my episodes. I'm really appreciative, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, if you guys weren't tuning in to watch, there'd be no content. And, with, and if there was no content, then I wouldn't be doing this, right? Once again, I just want to say thanks, everybody. Um, 
I hope uh, you all find this uh, entertaining. I hope you all find this uh, cool. And um, also, too, I just want to say, um, you know, I, I wish nothing but uh, positive energy to everybody. You know, and I hope that uh, you listening to this, you know, brings your bad day to a good day. You know, because that's the whole point of this uh, whole thing, right? It's just kind of like reach out to people, but also, you know, kind of like make people feel like, you know, they can relate in a way. Because there's just a lot of people out there that, you know, don't feel like they can relate, so they feel lonely, you know. And I don't want to. I don't want to see people like that. You know, I want to see people feel happy about themselves. But more importantly, you know, I want to make people feel like they're not alone through stuff. You know, and hopefully by doing this platform, right, and uh, you know, it encourages people to feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, thank everybody for tuning in. I hope everybody has a good night.